When something happens to your car, you might say, But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also make you feel totally in control? Enter Conair Girlbomb. They're like your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for us. From the ultimate girl bomb grip to the professional grade blades, say goodbye to settling for less. With Conair Girl Bomb, you get the precision and power that used to only be exclusive to men's tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb, available at Walgreens. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Let me talk. Here we go. Uh. Out he said he living life as a gringo. Where you question where you fit and every time you mingle. They say you do this with not enough that. My rapping is really bad. <laughs> this life as a gringo. Yes, hello and welcome to another episode of Life as a Gringo. I am Dramos, of course. And I've officially returned. Uh, if you are a new listener, I was away last week. Uh, on a retreat, a personal growth retreat. And man, I have to say it was fucking life changing, y'all. And I'm going to get into into everything about it, all the stuff I learned, what I was feeling prior to going there. Um, but I feel absolutely incredible. Um, and not even just from the work that we did there, which was absolutely amazing, but also not having my phone or connection to the outside world, no internet, no TV, no nothing for an entire week um, was extremely liberating, especially being that I work in an industry that uh, requires you to be so incredibly connected. And for me, a part of my job is social media and and everything that comes along with it, right? Like we all uh, are far more connected than we need to be uh, in today's day and age. And man, it was great to like detox from that. And it's definitely... Um, opened my eyes to, you know, some practices that weren't very healthy for myself that I'm definitely going to be changing here, um, you know, as these next couple of weeks kind of go on. And I want to get into all of that. Um, so my main goal, my main kind of vow to myself when I left uh, and the process I went through was called the Hoffman process. Um, you'll find a lot of people talking about it. They've had like 100,000 graduates from it. So it's a super popular thing amongst kind of the self-help, uh, you know, personal growth type of community. Um, but yeah, like I was saying about my my vow that I made for myself in this process and it overall, the, the message I want for myself is that I want to live my life as my truly authentic self. And that's a journey I've been on for a little bit now. And this process really just opened that up to me. So I want to kind of get into some of my 
experience um, as well as kind of talking about what it means to truly live authentically. I mean, especially I think those of us, you know, who are Latino and first and second generation, you know, we kind of um, have this constant tug and pull of like the old school mentality of maybe our parents or our grandparents, um, along with kind of the way things are in today's day and age. And, and we're constantly always trying to find where we fit into that. I mean, shit, obviously, that's what this podcast is kind of all about to a degree. Um, and, and it's just really all about finding where you feel most comfortable and can live as your most authentic self. So um, I thought this is something w- that would be incredible to to share with y'all. And I feel like it's not something that is super prevalent in our community. I mean, to be honest with you, it's a lot of like, you know, um, rich, um, you know, people in like the world of tech in like the Bay Area, you know what I mean? And, um, and you know, for, for those of us who uh, don't exist in those worlds, um, and maybe come from from meager places or working class families, um, stuff like this has never really been an option for us, right? We kind of just have to bury it down or we're told to pray it, um, you know, pray it away and things like that. So I want to dive into all that kind of stuff that I learned. But first, I want to explain what the fuck the Hoffman process is, first and foremost, and what led me to go and, and find something like this and um, spend, you know, a nice chunk of change on on a journey like this. So um, of course, we'll get into, um, you know, our Mi Gente segment where I'll give you my entire experience and then also our Ask a Gringo segment where um, I'll allow y'all to express where you feel like you are in your journey to being your authentic self. Uh, but first, as I kind of teased, let's do a deep dive into the Hoffman process and kind of my mindset going into it in a segment we call For the People in the Back. Say a lot for the people in the back. All right. So first and foremost, I guess, kind of what led me to go and, and do such a man, an intensive program like the Hoffman process, which it's it's incredibly intense, far more than anybody can prepare you for. It's like a week long process um, of like 12 hour days, 13 hour days of them just really making you dive into every nook and cranny of your mental and figure out where you picked up certain patterns throughout your life. And I'll get into all that in a second. Um, but I know for me, you know, as much as I've kind of studied the world of, of, of self-help and personal growth and have done a lot of work on myself and alongside my family and, and things like that, um, I still feel like I felt like I was coming up short when it comes to finding my real authentic self. And I mean, to be fair to, to myself, I feel like I wasn't completely aware of who I authentically was up until probably about a year and a half ago, um, you know, during the pandemic and, and everything like that where I had this time to kind of just be in silence and, and have extra time to really focus on myself and, um, you know, and things like this podcast or my TV show have all been um, the results of, of that time period, you know, but I wanted to go a bit deeper, you know, I felt like I still was like going in and out of my authentic self, right? Like I had this this vision of myself as a kid and I had this picture of myself as a kid um, that I had my parents dig up before I left. And it's just like me dancing for our entire family, like not a care in the fucking world. And I really felt like I didn't know who that kid was anymore. You know, like I felt like I saw bits and pieces of him, 
um, at certain times, maybe, you know, during events or on the radio and things. But there were so many other times where I kind of like became really uncomfortable with, you know, interacting with people and I would kind of fall short of what I knew I was capable of. And to be perfectly honest, like I've gone through many periods of feeling incredibly insecure around other people, you know, um, insecure in front of groups of people, insecure in front of certain people, right? Like if I got into a room full of really accomplished people, I would minimize myself, right? Like I would, I would, you know, kind of just want to be like a bystander, you know what I mean? And this kind of stuff led to a lot of, you know, um, self-hate, self-doubt. You know, I've, I've openly talked about my, you know, kind of battle with anxiety and depression over the over years, you know, at this point, um, you know, since I was a teenager and kind of all of those things, you know, I really wanted to to find something that worked for me. I've done therapy. I've read all the books. I talk about this kind of stuff on a regular basis and, and I do my best to try and help other people out. But you know, I felt like I really wasn't getting to the center of where all of these feelings, you know, lie inside of me. You know, where was this like self-hatred coming from? Where was this lack of confidence in myself, you know, coming from? I can sit here and list off a bunch of incredible things that I've gotten to accomplish, but I still feel like that that same kid who was like a loser sitting in his parents' basement, not knowing what he wanted to do with his life. You know, I always feel like I have to prove something to somebody, you know? And and I wanted to really get to the bottom of that. What was the root of all of that? And, uh, you know, I can remember kind of just like going through a depression spell and being on the phone with my girlfriend and kind of just opening up to her about what I was going through and just kind of like really just like, man, I don't know why I can't seem to find happiness, why I can't seem to find fulfillment amongst, you know, it's all these amazing things that are happening for me, all these incredible people that I have in my life. Um, I just still feel like something's missing at all times, you know, and it really just makes me sad. I feel sad for no reason sometimes. Right. And uh, and then she, you know, mentioned the Hoffman process that she had heard on a podcast um, and she thought it was something I should check out. And, you know, while on the phone with her, I went on and I just went to their website read a quick little blurb, looked at like one review from somebody who had taken like their online course and was like, fuck it, you know, I'm going to take this as a sign that I should, you know, sign up for this and see what happens. And, you know, there's I had seen a couple of really successful people. One of them was Scooter Braun, who is uh, Justin Bieber's manager. I take it and he went to the process and, you know, was raving about how it changed his life. So I was like, fuck it. These guys obviously are far more successful than I am. They know something that I don't. If they're ranting and raving about it, then that's good enough for me. So I remember putting down like I think it was a five hundred dollar deposit and then realizing that it was a four thousand dollar course, but saying, fuck it. You know, I've spent four thousand dollars on a lot of bullshit that really doesn't serve me any purpose right now. But this is an investment in myself, my future and, and my happiness and, you know, potentially my future generations, you know, my kids happiness and my marriage and, and all of the above. Right. My career. So I just went for it. And let me first and foremost say that I'm so grateful that I did. It was life changing. It was everything that it was teased to be and more. And, and I'll get into that in the next segment. Um, I just want to quickly for anybody that's kind of curious and wondering um, what is the Hoffman process? And I'm pulling this from their website. This is their like exact kind of about me type of thing. And on their website, they say the Hoffman Institute Foundation is a not for profit organization dedicated to transformative adult education, spiritual growth, and the personal dimensions of leadership. 
with affiliated Hoffman centers in 10 countries, more than 100,000 people have found that the residential week-long Hoffman process improves the quality of their lives and their careers. In the United States, the process is offered at beautiful retreat sites on both the West and East Coast. Through our proprietary methodology, participants learn how to transform counterproductive beliefs, perceptions, and emotional patterns that are limiting their lives. They are taught how to live from the positive dimensions of their beings, resulting in lives that are more free, open, loving, spontaneous, joyous, creative, balanced, and whole. I mean, who the fuck doesn't want any of all of the above, right? So yes, they got my money right off the get before I ever knew what the fuck I was really getting into. And I will say even leading up to like the days, you know, the weeks, the days getting up there, the hours while driving up there. Uh, I did it in Connecticut. Um, so it was like a three hour drive for me. So while driving up there, like I, I felt like I was going away to do like a bid in prison. I'm not going to lie to you. It, as dramatic as that sounds, like I just kind of like felt like this was going to be such a transformative experience for better or worse. That I just it felt really heavy going up there. I was so anxious. I hadn't really done much research. I wasn't sure what to expect. And I was just nervous as fuck going into it, to be perfectly honest with you. As much as I've kind of preached about doing the work on yourself and all of the above, like this one just seemed extreme, you know, like seven days away from work, having to tell everybody that I work with all my different jobs and, and hustles, um, you know, hey, I'm going to be away for this. You're not going to be able to contact me. And people would be like, well, what do you mean you can't like use your phone? Like I, people thought probably I was going to rehab or I was joining a cult, I think is like the popular ones that people think. Um, but with that said, I pushed through, drove up there, handed over my phone and iPad and was completely open to whatever crazy shit they threw at me. And let me tell you, they threw a lot of crazy shit at me. So now with that said, let's get into my experience and we'll do it in the Mijente segment of the show. But first, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. When you buy a new house, you might say, shut the front door. Winning. No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> no one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Hey guys, Rob Parker here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like the rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with the new available tech this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a Toyota truck you buy Toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com Toyota, let's go places Hey everyone it's Ted from Consumer Cellular the guy in the orange sweater and this is your wake up call 
If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. <laughs> All right, so I, I, I'm kind of figuring out how I want to explain the whole thing without giving away too much because a lot of what they do there is very much experiential, right? Like you're supposed to kind of get engulfed in what's happening around you and just get lost in it. So I don't want to ruin it for anybody because I'm hoping that so many other people will take advantage of this this process to, to absolutely change their life. And by the way, I will make a side note. They do have scholarships available, which from what the staff told me, largely go unused. So if like financially you're a little bit concerned, I would look into a scholarship um, to, to help you pay for this. And, and trust me, it's worth all the work that they make you do um, beforehand. But the kind of general idea about the Hoffman process is that they believe that all of our negative patterns that we all have in our life essentially can be traced back to our parents. A study that they follow says that we actually pick up patterns from our parents as early as 18 months old, right? So you're talking about a little tiny baby is already picking up patterns from their parents. And, and I think for me, the one of the more powerful things about this is like when I went into it, I was thinking to myself, okay, I'm like a cold, detached person, right? That's something that I typically would do. Um, and I, that might come as a shock to so many people because I'm able to be vulnerable on the podcast and in other places. But Oftentimes in my personal life with those closest to me, I tend to shut down um, when we get into kind of these tougher conversations or, um, you know, someone is coming to me with a lot of emotion. It's not because I don't care. It's because I, I just begin to feel uncomfortable for whatever reason. Right. And I figured out that reason, obviously, in this process. But, um, you know, my my girlfriend would describe like my attachment style, which is something, you know, the way we present ourselves in relationships. My attachment style was like a detached person, right? I had a, a detached attachment style. And it's obviously not the way that I want to to live, you know? Um, I don't want to be cold or disconnected to those that are closest to me. I don't want to feel uncomfortable when people are sharing things with me, right? Um, so it's something I obviously wanted to work on. And and I think the the cool thing for me that I learned in this from the start was that I'm not a cold or detached person. That's not a personality trait. I just have patterns of being cold or detached, right? So that to me is freeing because it says that all of our negative things, whether you're an angry person, a sad person, you know, a shy person, whatever it is, like those are not traits of you as a person. Those are not your characteristics. They're simply just patterns. And the thing about patterns is that you can actually correct patterns. You can reroute patterns, right? That's the freeing part about all that. Like there is hope no matter, you know, what it is that you do in your life that you keep finding yourself in some sort of cycle or going through the motions of kind of, you know, have, having the same actions or reactions to things like they're just patterns that you can correct given the right structure and, and putting in work towards it. To me, that was like ooh, freeing, right? Like that was just an incredible, incredible thing to realize. And, the, and, and so when you identify these patterns, right, you do like this whole list of a bunch of different patterns that you have, you begin to trace it back. Where did it come from? You know, which parent did I see it from? Did I uh, sort of mirror the actions of one of my other parents or, um, you know, did I rebel against one of their patterns? You know what I mean? And, and that's why I act the, the way that I do. And listen, I'll be real with you. There are moments of this whole thing where it's like, 
very like woo woo and kumbaya type of shit. Um, and moments where I was like, bro, I don't, I don't buy into any of this. I feel like I'm just wasting my time right now. I'm spinning my wheels. And then somehow, some way they find a way to just fucking suck you into this whole thing. Right. And like you get lost in it and you start feeling all the emotions. Like I have not cried this much ever in my adult life. Like never. I probably cried. I don't know. 10 years worth of crying. I did it in this one week. It was that much of an emotionally charged experience. And I apologize from kind of bouncing around because I'm not trying to give you too many specifics about it. I'm just kind of trying to let you know some of my experience and, and I guess the ways that I was feeling within it. But I think one of the other profound things that I I noticed is um and it, and it to me, it's very indicative of the world that we live in right now, where it's like you exist on either one side or the other. Right. There's so much um, hate and fighting that's happening and so many people just knocking their heads against one another. Right. And and a lot of that you realize is because of, there's a lack of compassion and empathy for each other, right? We're not seeing each other as whole human beings. Like I had an experience when I was checking in um, with one of my my classmates and and I hadn't known her at this point, hadn't gotten introduced. And she was like bitching and moaning at the front desk person for some really like asinine things that were just kind of like, this is what you're complaining about. Um, and then you you go on to see them in the process and I'm already like kind of judging, which is one of my patterns of like, you know, oh God, this person's like a, an asshole basically, right? And uh, and then you start getting to know them and hearing their story and you start realizing, wow, this person's not an asshole. They just had a really fucked up upbringing where they didn't feel loved or heard by their parent, right? And and now as an adult, they find themselves fighting to be heard. And and one of their ways of doing that is is sort of finding like these, simple things that might just kind of, you know, dust off our shoulder on, they are going to use that as a a method to be heard, to have their voice heard, to be seen. And, th- and when you see it like that, it's like, man, that's just like a, they have a wounded child inside of them that is now reacting as an adult. And actually, ironically, like that person ended up being one of my favorite people that I met throughout the, the course of that week. And, and it just really kind of opened my eyes to the human being in all of us, right? Like one thing they do, they make you kind of picture everybody as a little kid because you can't get mad at little kids, right? You have so much empathy for children. And when you start picturing yourself and each other as children, you begin to take on that emotion of empathy and and your parents as children because you start realizing, I got these patterns from my parents. Um, They got their patterns from their parents, right? Like one thing I realized when I dug deep and you know, I've done a lot of work with forgiveness and with my parents and you know y'all heard it on the first episode of the podcast and if you have it please check that out but this made it made me dig even deeper where i kind of really got to go deep into their childhood and think about what made them the way that they are right and then you begin to realize like your parents are just human beings like you imperfect trying to figure it out on the spot and it, while doing that they're also battling their own demons that they inherited from their parents, right? They're battling their own shit while trying to raise you and trying to do a better job than their parents, you know? Um, And they didn't have the tools, you know, especially when you talk about our community in the Latin space of like therapy and shit, things like this. It was like, man, just pray, pray and it'll all go away, right? Um, You know, so they didn't have the the proper tools like we do today or or the openness or uh, people allowing space to be vulnerable that didn't happen back then so they really were like on an island by themselves dealing with all kinds of trauma then trying to raise kids and trying to do better than their parents did and my parents did i'm sure most of our parents did better than theirs did right 
But with something like this, you begin to realize, you know, just doing better is not enough. You want to completely like take yourself out of all of those negative spaces that you grew up in and all those negative patterns that you learned. Like for me, this was completely disconnecting from all the bad things that my parents may have taught me. And now I feel capable of like really breaking a lot of those like generational curses that I talk about so much, um, you know, in, in a lot of my content. And and I think that's what's incredibly important is that like me doing this work on myself right now will prevent my kids from having the same level of trauma that I did. And listen, no parent is perfect. Even after coming out of this, I'm going to make mistakes at certain points throughout the course of my life. But at least I'm going to be so much more mindful uh, of so many of those things and and hopefully won't be doing, you know, nearly as much damage as my parents, um, you know, inadvertently did onto me. And one of the other things I want to mention about this is that um, the sense of community that you find in this in this process for me was amazing. You know, seven, seven days with I think it was 21 other people plus two teachers, different walks of life, races, ages, you know, occupations, you know what I mean? Like all all of the above, everything was very different, different, like, you know, for the most part, you know, most people were married or had kids or were a little bit older, you know, very different from my own everyday life experience. But you find yourself walking away with like this new family as well, right? Because you're all kind of in the battle in the trenches with each other every single day. And, uh, and, and I remember being at first being mad that there was like not enough one on one time, we were mostly you mostly work in groups. But then you, you're grateful for it at the end of the day because A, it pushes you to do something outside of your own comfort zone and B, it connects you with this whole group of people. And, and I bring up the group of people in the community because I think when you think about the world the way it is right now, um, and, and you know, I, I hate to keep sounding like a broken record or like, you know, the world is falling, but like there's a lot of crazy shit happening right now. There's a lot of hate, a lot of um, division, and it's really beautiful to think that we could all be connecting with one another. You know what I mean? Like we could all find some sort of common denominator, some sort of connection with one another, regardless of our upbringing, regardless of our stories, regardless of any of those different things. Like, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is it made me really hopeful for the world. You know what I mean? The fact that I can build this really deep level of connection with 21 other strangers in just seven days and and feel so connected to them and, and so you know, compassionate and caring of, of all that they're going through and, and cheering them on and vice versa, right? Um, I think it just gives you a lot of hope for for humankind and, and you know, kind of realizing just how beautiful this world is and, and how much potential there is for all of us to connect if we just put a little bit of effort, if we just allow ourselves to show up and care about one another. And all that kind of ties into being your authentic self, right? And I know a lot of people when they hear like, oh, I'm my authentic self, like, I don't give a fuck what nobody thinks, you know, like, not, well, you can judge me if you want, like all kinds of dumb shit like that. You think that maybe being an asshole or being loud or dressing how you want is you showing up as your authentic self. And maybe parts of it are right. But at the end of the day, being your authentic self to me really means showing up as your best self, right? The best version of yourself. Um, it doesn't mean I'm going to be standoffish and make people feel uncomfortable just because I'm claiming to be authentic. No, it means that I'm showing up as the most well-rounded version of myself, like allowing myself to love others, to be curious about others, to be empathetic to others, right? Just allowing myself to be completely open. And of course, a part of that is not being concerned with how you look or how you come across, but not doing it in a way that is is like just to, uh, you know, rebel against the system. 
but more so to find love for yourself, right? Authenticity to me is truly having love for yourself. It's not about finding ways to cope with others not liking you or being defensive. It's truly looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, I'm beautiful. I love myself. I'm intelligent. I can show up and express myself fully. And and it's also like being able to set boundaries, right? That's been a big thing for me is like not setting boundaries with people and then kind of, um, you know, getting mad at them without saying anything. And I end up holding on to this resentment and it just kind of like erodes the relationship, the friendship, whatever it is, you know, slowly over time, because I didn't take the time to have those hard conversations or to say like, hey, this is where my boundary is. I don't, you can't cross that, you know, or else we can't have a friendship. We can't have a relationship. And I know I'm kind of like going a little bit all over the place, but but it's just so many things. I'm having like this revelation of, of the experiences. I kind of rethink it being, uh, you know, a couple of days out at this point. And, I, and lastly, what I'll say is for me, I became a bit of an introvert as I got into like middle school and on. And I know for some people, it's like, well, you work in media. How could you be an introvert? And I know it's like it's, it's really weird to wrap your brain around it. Right. But but the reality is that for the majority of my career and my time doing things that put me in front of crowds or in the public eye, it's felt like I was acting, right? And and it felt like I didn't have complete control over when I can turn it on and off, right? Like sometimes I would show up and I would really be like my authentic self. I would really be outgoing and and speaking and not hold back and and just be really like energetic and show up fully as myself. And other times I just couldn't tap into it, right? And and oftentimes like I would have to like pump myself up like, okay, remember, you got to turn it on today. You're about to go on the air. You're about to go do this. You're about to go do that. Like make sure you turn on that part of yourself, you know, and I would have to make really fucking conscious of it, you know, and, and I, and I was really always just like, man, like that wasn't me as a kid. Like me as a kid was putting on shows for people. Me as a kid was like a class clown. Me as a kid was incredibly confident going in front of people. Um, and performing essentially, right? Like I, I wasn't afraid of, of being judged or anything like that. I just wanted to to perform and to connect with others. And I and somewhere along the way, I, I lost that. And it was really important for me to reconnect with that kid and kind of figure out what happened. Um, and and I think this process definitely helped me helped me do that. You know, I think when you talk about tracing back the pattern to, um, you know, why I began to shut down at, at at a certain age or what began to make me an introvert, I realized that, you know, my father didn't have the proper tools to deal with the things that frustrated him or made him angry in life. So he would often come home from work really upset and and kind of take it out on all of us. And when I say like take it out on us, I, I mean like, you know, he might get mad about something really stupid and and yell and, and just blow something out of proportion. You know what I mean? Like something like that. And my mother's defense to that was to say, you know, Let's all just kind of make ourselves small, stay quiet, don't say anything back, and he'll eventually get over it, and you know we can kind of move on with our day. And what I realized through this process was that I began making myself smaller at some point in my life, like in middle school, like when I would get in front of people, I made I would inadvertently make myself smaller um, in front of those who might be loud or authority figures, right? I, I would allow them to kind of tra- they call it transference. I would allow myself to kind of transfer those feelings that I had towards my father onto these other people, onto these authority figures, onto these people with really big personalities, onto large crowds. And I would sort of see them in the same way I saw my father, where I need to shrink myself in order to protect myself. And that was a really profound sort of revelation that I had that that has now, you know, not to say I'm completely, you know, over it and cured, but I have the tools to like really 
make amends for this and really get back to being that kid. And there was experiences that I had throughout the week that definitely, definitely allowed me to tap back into being that child. And I was really proud of myself for for really being able to get there and, and not kind of have this fear, or this stigma or this concern with myself, you know, in the midst of just having fun and, and, and performing for others. So that's just a, an anecdote I wanted to include because it was something really special and really beautiful um, for me. And I hope it encourages some of you guys to kind of start thinking about maybe where you got some of these patterns that you have that show up throughout the course of your life and, and start tracing them back to maybe your parents and how you reacted to them. And last thing I'll say on this is when it comes to the Hoffman process, like it's not like they flip a light switch and next thing you know, you're like cured from any negative thoughts you've ever had in your entire life and they never come up again. That's not how it works. It They just give you the the tools to deal with these things as they come up throughout your life. And the hope is that if you're actively recognizing them, you're aware of them, actively putting tools in place to deal with them in a healthy manner, eventually you can kind of create these new neural pathways that allow you to no longer kind of go through these motions. And there are going to be certain patterns that are so deep rooted, they may stick with you forever, but they won't be as strong, right? They won't have such a strong hold onto your life. And, uh, you know, even just being a few days out, of course, it's still fresh, but I'm aware of of my patterns coming up and them not having as much of a of a stranglehold onto my personality or onto how I see things. And that's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. And it's made me so inspired to continue doing the work, continue loving myself and listening to myself and at the end of the day, being my authentic self. Now, with that said, I want to hear y'all's experience when it comes to living authentically or not living authentically. And we'll do that in our Ask a Gringo segment. Before that, though, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. When something happens to your car, you might say, No! My car! But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Hey guys, Rob Parker here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like the rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with the new available tech this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a Toyota truck you buy Toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty, beautiful skin at every age. 
Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Ask a gringo. All right, so for this week's Ask a Gringo segment and at DJ Dramos, if you want to be a part of the conversation, um, I ask these on Instagram for each and every episode. So twice a week, you can be a part of the conversation. So for this one, I simply ask my followers, are you living life as your authentic self? Why or why not? So let's check out a few other responses that we got. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Real simple and easy on this one from at Miss underscore B13. She says, no, because I want to stay employed. Ah, laughing emoji, which I get it. But I think I think you're missing the point of what it really means to live authentically. I mean, obviously, doing things that you love and that you're passionate about are all incredibly important. And I hope that you get to to you know be in a place where you can make that move and find the things that you're passionate about. Um, but it's also how do you show up for the people around you each and every day? How do you show up for yourself each and every day? Are you waking up in the morning, um, you know, confident about yourself, loving yourself? Are you telling yourself that you love yourself? Are you being able to have healthy relationships with those around you and express love and vulnerability and compassion? Um, are you able to be compassionate for the, the people that you don't know that you encounter with every day, right? All of those are incredibly important aspects of us and, and are incredibly um, important parts of showing up as our authentic self at the end of the day, right? Like to me, when I think about my authentic self is me showing up as the best version of me in each and every way. And uh, and it's also showing up, you know, to life being led by love and curiosity. That's kind of how I define it and the vow that I took uh, when I left the Hoffman process. So just something to think about. Let's see, at Brand J Life Coaching, the homie um, says, yes and no, it's an ongoing journey. No, because I still hold back for the fear that I may be wrong or unintentionally hurting someone with my ignorance or lack of knowledge in something. But I guess authentic me is just that way. I just still hold back. I don't know why. I don't want you to think that your authentic self is you holding back or kind of like being paralyzed by this fear of like hurting someone. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, if you unintentionally hurt someone, as long as you take responsibility for it, what more can you do, right? Like, I, you can't live life in fear that you're going to hurt someone. Obviously, you're hoping to um, do things led by compassion, led by love uh, and all that. But even while still trying to live life by kind of that straight and narrow, you may unintentionally hurt somebody. And as long as you take ownership for it, there's nothing else like you have, you could keep it moving. You know what I mean? I don't think you should allow those things to hold you back, you know? And, and the reality is like, you don't need to be an expert in something to necessarily talk about it, right? Like you could talk about anything and talk about it from your own experience. How are you interpreting it? And that's being authentic. You are literally presenting, you know, what you've seen, what you read, and you're presenting it with your own interpretation. You know, I think that um, at the root of, of what you're talking about, and I apologize, I'm getting unsolicited advice, but I think you're just overthinking it and you're not having the confidence in yourself to go for it. You know what I mean? Like, and that's what you have to have to, I guess, learn in this journey and, and something, you know, I'm still learning and have done a lot of work on. But but at the end of the day is like, listen, people are going to talk. You're going to have people who hate. You're going to have people who support. It's, it just comes with with the territory of like making decisions, right? Like how many times you make a decision in your family, like 
this is what we're having for dinner tonight. And somebody's complaining like, damn, I didn't want that. I wanted pizza tonight. And it's like, well, listen, somebody had to make a decision. I made it. Like, that's a part of being a leader. That's a part of, of taking ownership of things. There's always going to be some sort of critique, always some sort of feedback with it. And, and you just have to understand that you use the best tools that you had for yourself at the moment to make the best decision possible, right? And and you you can't hold back. You have so much to share with the world. We all have so much we need to you know, share with the world and the world, it would be such a better place if we all experience the ability to share with one another. So that's what I kind of challenge you to, to do. Don't overthink it. Don't hold back. Just like allow yourself to do it. And there's going to be mistakes made along the way. There are things that I may have misspoken on in this podcast or people who have messaged me or commented and telling me things that they didn't like the way that I said something or they might have been offended by something. And listen, I do my best to look at it with compassion and 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 also forgiveness for myself because at the end of the day, I'm an imperfect human being doing the best he can with the tools that he has at this moment. And just because I don't have all the tools right now doesn't mean I'm going to allow that to stop me from doing the things that I want to do and the things that make me happy. So I would hope that you can uh, you know find a way to, to do the same for yourself because it really is a, a beautiful thing. Akiko GW said, yes, the person you have to answer to first is yourself. Your own brain is the one that will always haunt you. Um, yeah, I agree. And I would add to your brain, your body and, and all that as well, like your whole full self, all the different aspects of yourself. Um, you have to make sure you're taking care of. But that's completely right. I think it's it's I believe this was a scenario that was said to me in during the Hoffman process. But it's like there's a reason why they tell you when you're on a plane, if something were to happen to put your own face mask on first, then help out the person next to you, even if it is like a child or whatever. Right. Um, because you're of no service to anyone else. If you yourself are, you know, passing out in that scenario or just you yourself have like your life is a complete mess. Like, how could you truly be of service to anybody else? So you have to take care of number one first. And that allows you to have the power to to then help others who are in need. And, and I love how you said you have to answer to yourself first, 100%. You have to, you know, share with yourself that same love and compassion that you would have for others. You have to first be able to bestow it upon yourself to truly, you know, live a, a happy, fulfilled life as your authentic self. And the last one I'll read here is at uh, cfeles underscore 15. And she says, uh, no, I feel that in order to be heard, successful and accepted, I have been required to assimilate. This one hurts my heart so fucking bad, right? Because I was where you were just a couple of years ago, right? Like I didn't feel like I could live as my authentic self. I didn't feel like there was a place for me as a, you know, New Yorkian um, who was just as interested in like hip hop as he was in Latin culture, as well as metal and pop music and app and everything else in between. And also wanting to fight for politics and social justice issues and all of those different things, right? I didn't know where the fuck that existed. Like the spaces I was hanging out in were, were trying to tell me you have to pick one thing. You have to go somewhere else to do that, right? Um, you need to stop doing that. You need to uh, change your voice a little bit and, and speak more this way, more that way. And And the reality is that like, that's just bullshit. That's just society. That's just people's interpretations of what is possible, right? Like all of these people are just, pushing on you their own perception of what is possible, what is acceptable. And the reality is, as we've seen through various advances in various fields in life, like things change, right? Like people are, were so used to doing things one way and now like new technology develops and everybody has to adapt. But, you know, those old school people always assumed it was going to be done that way, right? 
And those people, um, you know, who allow themselves to kind of just fall in line, like they rarely ever do anything that ever actually like truly affects people, right? Because they're just kind of like middle ground, going through the motions, not doing anything to upset the herd. Like the ones who truly make an impact in this world are the ones who push against whatever is told to them is the norm, right? Like whatever is told to them is fucking how, you know, whatever they're being told is like the right way to do something. Like, no, fuck that. There is no right way in this life to do things. Like every time somebody says something can only be done one way, you have somebody who figures out how to do another way and they end up becoming incredibly successful because they decided to push against the grain and approach things from a different perspective. So don't allow yourself to think that you have to assimilate. And I know you're talking about here, um, obviously, something that many Latinos go through, you know, our generations here and, and, you know, especially when you're talking about how we were raised, like not to make too much noise, right? Not to bring too much attention to ourselves. And we've been like pushed down our, our throats, kind of this like lack of confidence in being able to fully show up as ourselves. Like the reality is you don't have to assimilate into white culture to become successful for people to respect you and any of the above, right? Like you can show up as yourself. Obviously, there are certain places where, you know, you have to show up in certain ways of, of respect or dress codes, whatever the case may be, right? But you can still bring your authentic self into those spaces. And in fact, those spaces will be better off for you bringing your authentic self into those places, right? Like for me, I say this all the fucking time. I began to truly find success in my career when I stopped caring about what others were telling me I should be doing and just decided to do what felt right to me. And that's that. That's end of story, right? Like what felt right to me was advocating for people. What felt right to me was being able to show up exactly how I wanted to show up you know, and, and to be able to create things that actually mean something, right? As opposed to just trying to take whatever route I can to find a quick success. So, um, man, I, I think that I understand 110% your mindset of feeling like you need to assimilate and for people to take you seriously in this life. But I would challenge you to push against that and find spaces at the end of the day that celebrate you as opposed to try and, and make you conform to whatever their notion of prim and proper is at the end of the day essentially and with that said thank y'all so much for the uh answers to this question at dj dramos again if you want to be a part of the conversation we do it for each and every episode so every tuesday and thursday y'all will be able to get your voice heard um just check in on my instagram throughout the week i'll be posting those questions on there and then reading them on the show now with that said let's tie everything we've talked about today into a neat little bow in a segment we call conclusion stew Time for conclusions. Mm. All right. So I think for me, when I really think back on this entire process, I just went through my goals, um, you know, my intentions for wanting to go on such an intensive journey and what authenticity really means. I think that it's it's living a life that is truly led by love and truly led by compassion. And that is a, a that goes both ways, right? Love for yourself, love for others, compassion for yourself, and compassion for others. And I think that that's kind of the, the general, to me, the recipe for authenticity. Because when you love yourself, when you have compassion for yourself, you will not accept anything that is less than, you know, worthy of you, right? And that could be relationships, that could be your career, um, that could be your interactions with friends, whatever the case may be. Like when you have genuine love for yourself, you will stand up for what you deserve and what you believe in. And you'll set those boundaries so that people can't take advantage of you 
or put you in situations that you don't feel comfortable with, you know? And when you live your life led by compassion, you allow yourself not to have so many of those self-deprecating thoughts, right? Like when you understand that mistakes are going to happen, I'm going to have slip-ups, I'm going to do things that I regret, but it's okay, it's all a part of my experience. I'm showing compassion for myself being a human being. You'll find yourself a lot happier, a lot more fulfilled, right? You're not having to constantly have these these constant thoughts in your head of not being good enough, of of fighting for your confidence, right? You're you're showing yourself a lot of grace and that is imperative to to living authentically and then also being able to do the same for other people, right? Like trying to understand other stories, trying to understand where they're coming from, right? Even if they rub you the wrong way, understanding that, you know, all of this is is the sort of um, amalgamation of like years and years of of life happening to them, essentially, right? Like their parents passing on certain traits to them, certain uh, patterns to them, and now they're acting it out as an adult, you know, and you you develop empathy that way when you you recognize that they're fighting their own shit just like you. Um, you you realize that you know this is somebody that while I may not agree with what they're doing or what they're saying, you know they still deserve my my love because they are fighting something, right? They still have some sort of internal struggle just like all of us do, and they're you know trying to deal with it in the best way that they know how at that time. And the last thing I'll mention. Um, so my vow that I did with the Hoffman process, like when you vow how you want to live your life. So mine was um, I vow to live as my authentic self led by love and curiosity. And I want to throw curiosity in there because I think that's incredibly important because I think, you know, so many of us, when we begin to get older, we forget that life is all about adventure and fun, right? Like that doesn't just have to end when we become adults, you know, that that was, oh, that's kid stuff. Like, no, like, that same curiosity that we had as children for things that we're interested in, places that we want to see, people we want to meet, like we should allow ourselves to explore that in life. Like I'm recognizing and realizing like fun and time to explore and all of that is just as big of a priority for me right now as my career is, right? Spending time with the ones that I love and that make me feel good, that is just as big of a priority as my career is because all of that helps create like this healthy ecosystem within my body it allows me to feed myself in multiple ways, right? Like that fun allows me to be in a great headspace that will in turn benefit my career, you know, loving myself, forgiving myself will put me in a great headspace that will in turn allow me to really, you know, thrive in my career, loving my body and being mindful of the way that I, you know, um, treat my body by not exercising or by eating terrible things. Like if I'm mindful of all that stuff, my body will be able to show up for me that much better in my career and in my fun and all of the above, right? So it's just understanding that each thing feeds the other and you have to allow yourself time for all of the things. Career and money obviously are incredibly important when it comes to surviving, but so are love and joy and fun and, and curiosity at the, at the end of the day. So that's my vow. I would actually love to hear what your vow is, if, if this touched you in some sort of way, I, I would challenge you to make a vow for how you want to live your life. And it could be a simple sentence like mine. I vow to live as my authentic self, led by love and curiosity. And I'd love to hear what your vow is for yourself. So DM me at DJ Dramos or hit me up on Twitter. It's the same same handle. And uh, and let me know what, what your vow is for yourself, how you want to show up for yourself, you know, moving forward in, in your life. And with that said, thank y'all so much for tuning in to another episode. I appreciate y'all so, so much. It feels so good to be back. Um, 
I hope that my insights that I've had over the last week or so um, were, were helpful for you and maybe inspiring you to want to do something like this, or at least just kind of dig a little bit deeper as to where some of your thoughts and feelings and patterns come from. Uh, at DJ Dramas, again, on social media, hit me up. Let me know if you have an idea for an episode. I always love seeing those. I've taken uh, some of you up on those ideas that you sent me. So yeah, always stay connected. I try and answer back everything. And I will catch y'all on Thursday for our trending episode. So then stay safe and I'll talk to you soon. Peace. Life as a Gringo is a production of the Michael Tura Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Voy a ponerme la vacuna Prevnar 20 porque estoy en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica, la cual pudiera llevarme al hospital. Así que preguntaré sobre Prevnar 20. 65 años o más, puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20, vacuna conjugada antineumocósica 20 valente, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar 20 en español.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places.